This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 188, Spotlight on Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm hooked on a feeling I'm high on believing That you're in love with me Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 188. It's our Spotlight on Guardians of the Galaxy uh, episode. I am your host, Adam Chapman. I'm joined by two special guests, one returning and one brand new to the podcast. For returning, we have... Chris Lucas. And brand new to the podcast, we have none other than... Sarah Woodhead. That was a lot of flourish. Uh, <laughs> Sarah is actually the uh, half of the reason for the name of the podcast. Uh, when I was first coming up with an idea for the show two years ago, uh, it was Sarah and my wife Kelly who actually said, you know, what about comic shenanigans? You're and welcome. I was like, that's a terrible idea. And then I ended up using it because it was awesome after all. Uh, so let's uh, get into the movie. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than normal. I know uh, regular listener Leon is very sad about that as he's going to be listening to this as he's flying to the Dominican. But for everyone else, this is going to be a little bit shorter because uh, we have lives and uh, things that we have to get ready for. Like bed. Like bed, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and since um, you didn't sleep through this one, you're going to need to sleep right I know. Well, I definitely didn't even come close to sleeping. That was a spoiler because whenever Chris is in, at a movie with us, the first thing we ask is, did you fall asleep? Uh, absolutely not. Not even close. So you enjoyed this film? Absolutely. Now, this is the 10th uh, installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So after this is it, they've made 10 movies now. Um, probably one of the better ones. Best one, I, best one, I think. Best one? Close to. Uh, I don't uh, know about the best I mean, one. Avengers, was Avengers was good. Avengers was um, great. But, like, this one was, I don't know, it was just, it was different. Because I didn't know any of the characters. So it was, like, a totally new situation. Well, it's also impressive because, like, in a, in, a, in a movie like Avengers, you have all these known properties yeah, that's all mixing together. And then in a movie like this, you have no one knows who any of these characters are. Even people who read comics may not really know who a lot of them are. So the fact that they can take all these disparate elements of kind of, you know, C or D list characters and make them into a really good movie is impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, it was good. I didn't really feel Marvel coming from it, but I think that's only because I didn't know any of the characters. Yeah, and that's the same way. Like, it didn't strike me as being like a Marvel movie the whole way through. Because... No, the sense of humor? Because there's a big. Um, all the Marvel movies have a sense of humor. This one, maybe more so than most. Yeah, this one had more. more this, like, sense of humor wise, probably closer to Iron Man. That's like, what the, I was ori- say. the original one. Because but... Star Lord feels like Iron Man. Yeah, in like, a lot there's, of there's a similarity there, but He's you got know the what? snark. But yeah. it was just like, I don't know. I just. I... I really enjoyed it. It was interesting. It was, it was fun. It was just fun to watch. It was really good. It's interesting, too, because it, it kept trying to, I think, um, do the opposite of what you would expect a film like this to do. Like, you have a very serious opening in the hospital, and yeah. then an alien abduction, and then you go flash Which forward. I felt like it was completely out of left field. I, it, didn't, it, I didn't know that that's how it was going to start. Absolutely. So it, it kind of, it does take you, like, you're like, what, what, what just happened? Yeah. And then you go to the, you know, into the present day, and he's, you know, about to loot that area, and the fr- it's all, like, very eerie, and then he puts on his music and starts yeah. dancing. And starts dancing around. And, yeah. and that's when you know, this is not the movie you think it's going to be. This yeah. is going to be something different, and really weird, but at the same time, it's going to work for it and it has the whole film has that kind of sense of swagger it's kind of going to do its own thing be that's different true. that's true and it never stops being different no it was yeah it was good um, now I guess uh, let's maybe talk about some of the characters that were in there so obviously the main character is uh, Peter Quill or Star-Lord yep. played by Chris Pratt what would you think of Chris Pratt I thought he was great. Yeah, I'll be honest. What has cast. he been in? I don't even know who he is. He's known for Parks and Recreation. Yeah, uh, yeah I never watched that I think that he show, used so. to be a bit of a, a doughy, bigger guy, and then he yeah. got super ripped for this movie. 
Okay. Yeah, no kidding. Is it right? sad? When he ripped his shirt off, I was expecting doughy, and there was not. No. No. <laughs> there's no dough at all. No. Like, there's a few prolonged sequences of him shirtless, like, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, you could see that he definitely put a lot of time into that. Yeah, it does take a lot of time, because I look the same way, so. <laughs> Um, it's interesting too. He does have a nice arc throughout the film, you know, kind of becoming more of a you know a team player. Uh, this guy has kind of been a rogue, raised by pirates. He's yeah. kind of always had this kind of uh, rogue sensibility, and he definitely goes through a major transformation in the film. And um, it's interesting too. There's a few things right at the end. I don't know if you caught them, where Yondu and Yondu's man mentioned the fact that they were actually hired to abduct him to bring him back, 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 back to his dad. Yeah. So I mean, that goes back to something in the comics that he's actually the son of a, a ruthless king of a, of a kingdom called uh, the Spartax. Okay. He is, so he's half alien, half human. So it was kind of interesting that they weren't, I wasn't sure if they were actually going to use that element into his But backstory. I think they probably just opened it up for Absolutely. another film yeah. because... Well, as I said at the end, Guardians of the Galaxy will return. They will return. return. And actually, at Comic-Con weekend, they announced that uh, 2017 is when we'll see the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So long. It is. Well, next year is Avengers 2, and then two years after that, you have Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and then presumably 2018 would be Avengers 3, which theoretically, what people think is going to happen is that we're going to get Thanos and maybe Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers fighting in one together. movie? Maybe. Oh my gosh. That's a that's lot awesome. of characters. Yeah. That is a lot of characters. Like, that's huge. But that that's would what, be a movie to go see. But that's what a comic book, comic books often feel like. Because yeah. the nice thing about comic books is that they have, it's basically a movie with an unlimited budget. Where you can do anything you want in a comic book. Whereas on the screen it's a lot harder because you have a budget and you can't just put every character known to man in there. Which is mm-hmm. why it's still surprising that Avengers even exists. Yeah. Um, right. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's a payload. Um, but I really like Star Lord here. I mean, he he was, he was cool. Good. Yeah, he was the you know the heart of the movie. Uh, he was also he had a lot of the humor coming from him as well. Uh, his banter with his team was interesting. The mu- yeah. and the music. He was, was relatable awesome. too. Like the music, the whole like the whole way through. I was like, I feel like maybe sometimes that's awesome. why it doesn't feel like a, a Marvel comic or a Marvel movie is because yeah. the character is a little bit more relatable. A little bit because yeah. his powers aren't really powers yeah, they're like human, gadgets yeah. kind oh, of thing oh I mean yeah. Tony has Tony Stark has gadgets too okay, but yeah, we, yeah, I, guess, I think he's slightly more elaborate genius. though yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no that's true whereas we don't get as much of that from the way that Peter Quill is here yeah. he's more of this kind of lovable goofball mm-hmm. who finds himself in the middle of really amazing situations but isn't necessarily that extraordinary on mm-hmm. his own although as we find out at the end he actually has this physiology that makes him yes. separate yes. and different that's true uh, but it, I like how that's not really used as a main plot point. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of thrown in there at the end, just like Towards a comment about oh, hey, his dad. You, we notice this. You're a little bit different. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you're a little bit different. Not different. Uh, not too different. Um, then we have Rocket Raccoon or Rocket. Rocket's the best character, I think. He mm-hmm. has probably one of the most personalities of any character yeah. in the yeah. film uh, because he talks a lot. Yeah. Uh, I I honestly don't hear Bradley Cooper in it. Like, I didn't either. I had to yeah, ask yeah, in the that's... middle of the movie. I'm like, I thought Bradley Cooper was in this. Yeah, I totally that's didn't. him. It and doesn't I, sound to be perfectly honest, I don't know why. Um, is it Vin Diesel is Vin the Diesel tree? is Groot. Yeah, I didn't really understand why they needed like a voice for it, aside from the fact that he said the same thing over and over again. But <laughs> I loved that character. I, mean, I thought it was great. You thought Groot was great? I loved it. Yeah, Groot was really fantastic. Yeah, I, I like Groot too. But like, sorry, I just say Rocket because yes. he has an awesome name. Yeah. 
Well, uh, okay. <laughs> the character of Rocky Raccoon is actually based on the song Rocky Raccoon by the Beatles. Okay. And they just thought it was, it was funny that it was like Rocky Raccoon, so they just named a character named Rocket Raccoon. Nice. And he's just, you know, a raccoon in space. You know, that's that's what Marvel did in the 70s. They did all sorts of weird shit. Yeah, just Rocket's my mom's maiden name, so. Is it really? That's why I think it's an awesome name. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that at all. Yeah. I, uh, Rocket Raccoon was fantastic. Uh, the animation on him was brilliant. Yeah, it was great. Like yeah. you really believe that he's just this walking, talking animal. Yeah. Like he does. It doesn't look fake at all. No. Like, even the way the the imagery when he's talking, like it all lines up well. Yeah, Bradley it was Cooper really good. Delivers a great performance. Yeah. Did yeah, I thought it was great. I was worried it was going to come off too Bradley Cooper, and then you kind of get distracted slightly. Instead, you didn't even realize. Yeah, it was yeah, I didn't even was care. yeah, it was great. I thought um, I don't think of him as a voice artist, which is interesting too. Yeah. Because you wouldn't be like, oh, Bradley Cooper, he's got a great voice. Yeah. No, very but he worked really well here. Yeah. Because he brought personality into this really fun character. Like he yeah, really, he must, he's probably one of the most fun characters to play because he's just a guy who doesn't doesn't care. Like, yeah. He's just going to get involved in stuff. Yeah, I thought Bautista was good too. Bautista is Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, he was. I was pretty happy with Drax. Uh, I wanted him to be a. Jose uh, Bautista? I just didn't know. No, not Jose Bautista. I was like, why is he a person? Remember the old wrestler? No, Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista, the wrestler. That doesn't make any sense. He he did an amazing job in the role. I'm a big fan of Drax in the comics, which I sometimes have to divorce myself from because he's almost more formidable formidable Mm -hmm. in the comics as being this this engine of destruction who Mm -hmm. was actually died and reborn as a smarter version of Drax which okay. it's interesting because in the movie we get a pretty dumb Drax yeah and very like emotional too emotional and very literal whereas yeah. in, in the comics originally he was kind of more almost Hulkish oh okay and he looked more like the Hulk he often fought the Hulk mm-hmm. uh, he was pretty mindless and he was just amazing strength and then when they killed him at one point he was reborn into this more kind of nimble knife knife wielding oh. tattoo wearing the version we got here yeah. but he was really smart oh, okay. whereas so this was kind of a so weird so they kind of mixed uh, this is a mix and match between the two versions and in the comics all he ever wants is to destroy Thanos who destroyed his family so yeah. here they kind of transfer that to Ronan although I'm glad at the end he was like transitioned it yeah. yeah, I, really, I, I, I really actually got to destroy Thanos now. yeah which I thought was great because again that's who the character is in the comics so I'm mm-hmm. glad that we got to see part of that but seeing his vendetta against Ronan was cool again he goes through a character arc as well it's interesting how many of them actually go through these actual arcs because they all do they all do and usually in a team movie like this where you don't know any of the characters it's hard to juggle that but mm-hmm. somehow it does such a great job mm-hmm. like you get to experience uh, Drax's journey with him that first he's all about vengeance but he learns to be more than just about that mm-hmm. it's still important it's still what he likes but you, you know like the part where they're all sitting in the circle deciding that they're going to do this for one another and yeah. become like a team was still humorous absolutely because it's like it's a serious point in the movie where we're all standing like, up and, and, then, and then Rocket stands up and is like alright I'm going to stand up <laughs> Look at this bunch of jerks just standing here. You know what I mean? Like, it was funny. It was just Absolutely. like, I feel like it took a, serious a little mo- bit, well, it also took a little bit of like a cliche moment out of it too, right? Yeah. Because like, yeah. I felt like it was, I it kind was of rolled my there. eyes a little bit where I was like, oh my God, here they're doing go. this, like everybody loves each other. Let's do this like yeah. as a team. Yeah, and then they threw some humor and then, in like, it was like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, they at least had one character being like, hey guys, this is dumb. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, all throughout the movie, they throw those, you know, those weird, funny elements. Like even at yeah. the very, the climax, has Star Lord dancing in front of Ronan the Accuser. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's super weird. I know. It's like, she's like, yeah, like like Ronan's got the big speech going. I all of a sudden, really it's like, like his it's, character. it's like your it's your typical. We'll get there. Yeah, it's your typical like 
bad guy at the end about to get defeated. I was waiting for him to and do you're like waiting one of those for the speeches. big speech. Those like yeah, slow down the... speeches where like blah 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 one liner I slash you. Yeah. And then you just started dancing. And then you just started dancing and it was like what the... I mean it was funny. Yeah, it was did they, what, what did they call him? Like, was it turd bucket or something? Yeah, like yeah. something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it was it was very funny. It's funny. like what, what what is this you're doing? It's called the and distraction, like, you turn. And when you're trying like, to get like Gamora to do it, she's like, "No, no!" Like, yeah. Just like shaking her head, and, like, and even and Ronan, Ronan or whatever his name is, like looked at her like, "Like, yeah, like what, what's up with this? What's guy? going on with this guy? Why is he so strange?" Right before he's about to destroy a planet, it just brought a whole sense of humor uh, to the situation. And so, so you loved Groot, Sarah? I did. Yeah, I it was perfect. I thought it was. I I felt you liked like his voice. I, or I liked his voice. Did... I liked his character. So I was worried they were going to. That's why they did Vin Diesel. I don't really enjoy Vin Diesel as actor. But did you uh, did you enjoy his voice here? I did. Because it's interesting because like in a line like this, it's interesting because you have basically three three words. Yeah, that's all you're saying for most of the film. He adds one later on, but that's difficult. So it's how many different ways can you say this? How can you emote this? I also like that they kept it the same and then had the raccoon like interpreting yeah, it like, two different yeah, ways which yeah. is funny because you could slightly interpret what he was saying just Absolutely. by how he was saying it like you're saying it's interesting too because they didn't actually go to that right away like yeah they didn't and later on Rock, uh, Rocket's actually kind of saying yeah like, he's saying stuff he's and you're having getting, the conversation he's interpreting for, yeah, right exactly yeah. or like the way he's responding you know what the what yeah. Groot's saying yeah. I like that they didn't go for that right away yeah. so you really do think that all he can say is this yeah. I also thought that at the end of the movie or in one of those really weird iconic movie moments they were going to have him have this like drawn out speech yeah. or something like that where he actually like said some words yeah and, and I was super happy that they didn't they kept him like super I was surprised enough that they said great. we are Groot yeah like, that's well, that was the only thing they changed the I to we yeah and I was right. also worried that it would turn out to be like this like no you're going to die and then like we all like the cloud the dust cloud like goes away and like yeah. the tree Groot's like standing there right so I was kind of happy that it didn't and he actually did that (laughs) yeah well but he's like coming back which is awesome but I I was waiting for it to be like oh he's you know only half gone or something so I thought that was also good I did like how the immediately like Rocket's like you know got him he's got him in the little flower pot and he's like because that did happen in the comics the first time and we didn't know as readers what was going to happen because that had never been done before with the mm-hmm. character. So the minute it happened in the movie, I'm like, okay, well, I know he's coming back. Yeah. And I'm glad that it was like, they didn't even wait to mid-credits. mid-credits. Like, the minute the movie ended, they went to that scene where yeah. we got to see him dancing, which yeah. was freaking hilarious. Really funny. Yeah, I liked it. Like so that. the people behind us. Yeah. One guy was laughing so hard, it sounded fake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and uh, Drax of Destroyer was good. I'm just kind of going down. Gamora. I didn't like her really. Okay, Zoe Saldana. I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of her. In I'm general. not a big fan of her either. Yeah. She's all right. She gets she gets all these like, great you know what movie was weird? roles. Out of all the characters, I felt like she, like her as an actress, came out too much and like kind of took over the character a little bit. A little bit. Like I felt like I was watching her as like a person instead of the actual character. Like yeah. I was kind of distracted. Whereas like is, the opposite is, for thing is Zoe, is um, Saldana Bradley Cooper. Is, like, is she's the same in every movie. You know what she's I mean? kind like, of the same. Like, yeah. I don't like. I don't have any dislike towards her, but I just thought that she didn't bring anything that different. Yeah. She was cool, but yeah. I, I also thought Gamora could have been a little bit, I don't know, a little bit more something. So slightly more substance. I don't. Yeah, she's it was su- weird. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really. Like, as it was every time she came on screen, I felt like I was just looking at her as an actress and yeah. not yeah. as a character. It's almost it like, like um, with paint on. Like yeah. like Root went through more of a character arc than she did in some ways. Yeah. And I think it's, what's more disappointing about that is that we get the sense that. 
she was raised by Thanos, uh, kind of, yeah. but it was a horrible life, yeah. and she's turning her back on it. So it feels like there should be more meat there. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not her fault as an actress. Maybe it's just maybe. they didn't write it for the character, but didn't it feel like it could have been more, more traumatic? Like, it yeah. seemed really easy for her to just turn on Thanos and... and or even well, her sister her. in that moment with her sister or whatever. Like, like it, it, it just like seemed it was, too easy. Yeah. yeah. Like, there wasn't Very enough blunt. of a... Uh, of you know um, this realization or this struggle within herself to yeah. do it, it just seemed really easy. And yeah. that she was just she'd already made these decisions. Like where everyone else's character arc happened throughout the movie, mm-hmm. hers was before the movie started. Yeah, she already made the decision, which so. is fine. Which is probably how they wrote it in. Yeah, but I just think she has like a flaw. I don't know. I just not a huge, huge like fan of her. So Ronan the Accuser is our villain. A little bit one note. Kind of reminded me of, like God of War guy. God of War, like, like just the color, like the blue, like Kratos or it was purple. What's that? Oh you know yeah, that, right? I guess the way, with the, yeah, with like the, the eyes with and the stuff. Makeup. It was purple. I mean, um, whatever he was, Ronan not the... colorblind. He was blue. <laughs> Ronan, no, he was purple. He was he purple. purple. I think See, he was blue. Well, he was blue skin. Yeah, that's and then was, his eyes were purple. His eyes purple. Oh. He's an interesting character in the comics. He, we didn't get as much of that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the comics, he's not a fanatic. Well, he is kind of, but they have a line of what they call accusers they're basically judge, jury, and executioner. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the main law enforcers for the Kree Empire. Mm-hmm. Here he's more of a zealot who's against going against the wishes See, of the Empire. See, I feel like that's a little bit where... I, mean, I don't know, maybe they're going more depth in the comic books, but I felt like that was a little bit of a flaw of the movie because I didn't get enough background on what that whole storyline was. He was a little bit more of a mustache twirler. Like He was just yeah. like, I'm a villain. Yeah. I, I mean, wish they had given a little bit more background, like maybe like a flashback or something. All we kind of get is that he's broken off from the empire yes. he's part of. They've made peace treaties. He doesn't yes, respect. He doesn't that. respect yeah. them, and he's going around and killing. Them. I mean, there yeah. is obviously there are some major question marks as to like how did he meet Thanos? Yeah, Thanos is supposed to be one of the most dangerous person people in the galaxy. He met him and got empowered by him in some way. Yeah, there is some kind of question there as to how that works. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not that important no, because you need true. to give them you know a fearsome enemy for them yeah. to fight against who has a connection to the protagonist in some way, or they're all after the MacGuffin, which yeah. is, once again, one of these Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. It's the third Infinity Stone we've seen in the movie so far. Uh, the Tesseract from Avengers is one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in Thor The Dark World, there is the Aether, which is this like, kind of liquid. liquid. It was yeah. that liquid that was oh, okay. uh, empowering okay. people, so yeah. that's the second. Who The Collector actually has it. I remember, I thought he was familiar. Yeah, we, we saw him at the end credits of, yes. uh, of Thor of the Dark yeah, World. He I was remember. there. The Collector, like Vinny Shield Del Toro? Yeah, yeah. Vinny Shield oh, Del Toro was there. Yeah. Yeah. Sif and... Um, see, I never made... See, Thor's were... You fell asleep. So you got there. make it through. So. so in that movie, you had um, Volstagg and Sif showed up and gave him the ether. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, ooh, one down, five to go, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so which makes sense why he was trying to get the mm-hmm. other one here. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping someday they'll actually name the gems. Because in the comics, they're not stones. They're gems. But oh, it doesn't okay. really make a huge difference. But they all have specific names and, and powers and abilities. Mm-hmm. And Thanos wants to control them all. Which is, makes sense why he's hunting them here. Um, I also felt like his character was very flat. Thanos? That's yeah, okay. but he wasn't in much. He's not... He, it's a build... I think this was like a build-up to them dealing with him. This was either just in like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or in Avengers yeah. 3 or both. I think part of what it is... If you think back to uh, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back... When you first see the Emperor, extremely one note. It's a brief scene in Empire Strikes Back. He's just a hologram. 
and he's talking to Darth Vader, and we don't really know anything about him. That's true. Or what right. that is, we just know he's a more powerful entity than the mm-hmm. villain we've come to know. Mm-hmm. So that's basically the what Thanos is here. Mm-hmm. We're not meant to really know what he is. No, we're point. just meant to know that he's worse than than Ronan. Yeah, yeah. He's the big guy. He's the guy who saw at the end of Avengers. He's mm-hmm. the guy who's the you know kind of the master evil here. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be in the next one. We're not meant to know anything yeah. yet. It's okay that he's flat, flat and good of cardboard. Because we're not. It's getting there. Yeah. Don't worry. You'll get to know Thanos soon enough, and that'll be. Do you promise? I. Well, yeah, I do promise. (laughs) In three years, you'll see more of Thanos. I'm hoping. Um, uh, Nebula was another character that wasn't given a lot of development. She was the sister sister. of Gamora. Kind of one note. I thought I expected more from the character. I thought she'd be in it a little bit more instead of just being a henchman. A lackey. Like, and not even like not even a lackey who's really getting into it. Like she was just kind of there on the outskirts until she finally had her fight sequence against her sister mm-hmm. which again I felt would have been way more emotional than it was like it sisters going like sisters having such a background of an, like a negative background like yeah. having differences of opinions etc I felt like it would have been a little bit more than just kicking and falling and Absolutely. But she took off at the end didn't she so she's gonna she be did bad. take off so she's probably going back to Thanos yeah, yeah. to report on what happened so yeah. which again it, it all all but these little might, elements seed the yeah. next movie might develop more um, we had um, I did like uh, Korath the Pursuer he was the guy at the beginning who tries to apprehend Star-Lord oh yeah and then who shows up later the guy from uh, I don't even know where he's from uh, do you know Blood Diamond that guy he's from Blood Diamond yeah. I have no idea Black guy okay yeah. I'll take your word for it I've never heard him before John C. Riley was in it as Roman yeah. Day um, the one thing I'll say now this is again comic book nitpicky great movie I'm not complaining about the movie per se the Nova Corps is a lot cooler in the comics because they're kind of like the Green Lantern Corps. They actually—they're not just on sh- spaceships or whatever. Like, they I don't all... know the Green Lantern Corps. No, well, never saw that movie. It's not helping at all. Then, no. um, basically, they're, they're still interplanetary police, just kind of yeah. like they were here. But instead of having like spaceships and stuff, generally speaking, they have this helmet that they put on that allows them to kind of fly. Oh, uh, they cool. become living rockets. I love um, that scene though with the when they all connected though. I thought that was that, that was cool. cool. And I thought it was a little bit far fetched. Like, there's a lot of them there, but. It well, it's really a, cool. And they all died. It's a giant interstellar police force. Yeah. It makes sense. No, it makes... Many. Yeah. I just... It was I did really like cool. that they used the kind of the burst because that's yeah. that's emblematic of the uh, the Nova Corps. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, in the comics. And they had like the symbol was kind of very similar yeah. to mm-hmm. the way it is in the comics. So I'm hoping someday we actually get to see more of them. Maybe they actually do have some super-powered versions, mm-hmm. which is still believable. I mean, just because we saw the, the force that was on the home planet doesn't mean they don't have, you know, super-powered... Um, forces elsewhere. Um, one of the most famous in comics is actually a human being because they all have to be at some yeah. point. But I doubt we'll after actually ever get him in a movie, but it would be cool. Um, Glenn Close, I felt wasted to me. Yeah. It could have been anybody. Yeah. It did not need to be Glenn, not Close. Be Glenn Close. I forgot it was Glenn Close. She had the weird haircut for some reason. Yeah. Super weird. Uh, Benicio Again, Del Toro. I feel like she's such a powerful actress. I feel like she could have like projected but, but a little did, bit more. But what did she like, need she... to do for this movie, though? Yeah, but I still feel like she could have had more presence in the movie. Yeah. All she did though was stand in that tower and like watch the carnage. Like she really yeah. didn't do anything. But she even barely when she gave was talking, though, I felt she was very like a little flat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Benicio del Toro as the collector. Weirdest such a character. Brief, such a brief. Very brief. Still, yeah, more right. brief than I would have expected, but probably one of the weirdest characters we've seen in the Marvel mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe. Like he just doesn't fit in any box. Mm-hmm. He's so weird. Speaking of del Toro, he's in the post-credit sequence where we see him and a dog. Do you know who the dog is? 
the Russian dog that went up to space? Yes, he's the Russian cosmonaut. Yeah. No, the Cosmo in the Cosmo. comics. In the comics, he's actually, a, well, again, because it's a comic book, he's a telepath. And he's a security, nice. he's the head of security on Nowhere, so that, that mining oh, place that they're in, that yeah. actually is in the comics. It is okay. a celestial head. So nice. I, I was surprised by how much they adhered to, that's where the Guardians of the Galaxy original um, headquarters was in the okay. comics. So it was, I like that they, they brought that forth. So Cosmo was originally that telepathic dog. I'm a little surprised we didn't get to see him talk, because um, he talks with through telepathic. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we didn't get to see him talk in the movie, but he does lick Benicio del Toro, and then we see Howard, Howard the Duck. The Duck. So that's guest appearance. That was crazy. I mean, I was not expecting to see like Howard the Duck. I haven't seen. Like, he's in a Marvel movie, and now the question is: Does that mean anything, or is it just going to be like a one-off for fun? Like, who knows? It could be just for fun. I think it's probably just a one-off. Probably, but he's there. Like he exists. Yeah, he was having a drink and a burn going down. Yeah. Like, uh, he's. I mean, he's well known, and his movie's well known for being one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, like and definitely the worst comic book movie ever made because it's super. Which weird. is probably why he was a collectible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and plus he's supposed to be the uh, trapped in a man, trapped in a world he never made is the big tagline because he's supposed to be from a planet of ducks who somehow gets ended up on Earth originally in the comics, and I like that he was even dressed in his suit. Like he, he looked like Howard the Duck. That's good. And uh, That's why I was like, I mean, it's been so long since I saw that I mean, that movie. I'm younger than you guys. I don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. Yes, <laughs> yes you are. You know you know the name Howard the oh, Duck. Oh, I though. know the name Howard the Duck, but okay. I can tell you what it is. So. You never saw the movie? Never. I barely remember the movie. All I remember is I, I think he has sex with Leo Thompson. He does. Okay. Yeah. That's super weird. It is really weird. Yeah. Back when Leo Thompson was younger and more attractive. Yep. Back in like the mid-80s. A long time ago. Like, I remember that movie coming out. Um, any other kind of thoughts on the cast? I mean, we're kind of wrapping up already. We're almost, we're almost done. <laughs> Final thoughts, Sarah? Um, really think, good. Yeah. It was it was better than I expected it to be. Yeah. I was expecting to be a little bit of a snooze. I felt like the, the But you came previews, anyway. Yeah, I felt like the pre, it was going to be one of those movies where the preview showed you all the, the good parts, and then mm. you're left feeling, like, lacking when yeah. you're in the actual theater. But I thought it was great. I was laughing... I thought it was really good. I like the characters. Yeah. So you would see Guardians of the Galaxy 2? I would see the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Three years from now. Put it in your calendar. I think it's July 17th or something. I'm there. (laughs) Buy our tickets now. Yeah. Chris? I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah? I mean, what else can you say? It was really good. I, hope, I mean, I, I, I'm guessing they, they have them all contracted for the next one. And I hope so. I mean, you know, like I said, I hope everyone's back. The only one I'm indifferent on is uh, is uh, Zoe Saldana. If, yeah. If they if they were to make a change there, I'd, I think it would be. I don't think they'll get rid of her. No, I don't think. So. No, I don't think so. I'm just saying. It's kind like, of a dude they... fest, although not really, because two of them are technically are animals, or one's an animal, one's still a tree. Dudes. You yeah. can still tell they're dudes. Yeah, they're guys. They're still guys. Yeah, it's a. It was, I love. You know what like, I did love was, about that? I was also worried that they were gonna throw like a uniform on Groot. Oh, I was yeah. so worried that like when they're all like walking out and like they're like burgundy like outfits that they that he was gonna have something like a sash or something. And I just love that every single time he would like just a tree. No yellow jumpsuit. No burgundy yeah. jumpsuit. No blue jumpsuit. It, it, no. it was just honestly, it was just fun and like it was good. The action scenes, like I was like getting into. It. I was like when they're like fighting and like people get thrown around. I was. Like, I did the yeah. same thing when the, like, when the raccoon was like, well, "I'm gonna get through this." Yeah. I, was, I almost pulled my fist yeah, up. I was, like, like, I had up a gun. like like you're shooting the gun with them. You know, yeah, like it was, so it was just like. It was just fun. It was just. It was really good. I did. You know what though? And going back to it is, 
it was just I think what made it so much more fun honestly was the music mm-hmm. the, the, the music was the soundtrack the in right, it on the was, car ride home Adam the music was saying it was like songs, it was, a, it was just character the music it was is. a character it was a huge part of the movie and I think that's what made it so much fun because mm-hmm. like it was just yeah, I, hadn't, I hadn't experienced like a, well, mo- a guess... movie outside of like not, I'd say a comic book movie or something like that like there's lots of movies that have great soundtracks like Reservoir mm-hmm. Dogs and I think uh, what's nice is that because the Titans all, and stuff all but. the other Marvel movies are very modern and this gave it a different sensibility that yeah. mm-hmm. kind of made it feel more like a you know the, the, there's been a lot of comparisons to like Star Wars and that kind of, kind that, of epic that thought, feel that thought did cross my mind during it but I didn't want to bring it up no no it's true though because it has that feeling of sci-fi that doesn't take itself too seriously and these days sci-fi always takes itself too seriously mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if you go to a, if you watch a bunch of movie trailers that are about sci-fi movies they're, none of them have a sense of awe and wonder they're all very serious very dark uh, the music is always the same Whereas this felt like it was just it was just a ride, yeah. like you're just jumping on the ride, and having this music from the you know the seventies and eighties is, is is how you do that, and it also made sense for the character because he has such a bond to yes, one right. of the few things he has left that bonds him to his world, um, and actually in some ways you could almost say it counts as two characters because you have Awesome Mix Volume One and now Volume Two, too. Yeah. so that was a nice touch as well. I mean, and I kind of figured something like that would happen with the gift because the minute we saw that it was still there, but. It was still a nice surprise to have him get that the, the new cassette and put that in. That was mm-hmm. cool. It was a nice touch. It's like it's like part two. Absolutely. You know, it's gonna be the soundtrack for part two and from what they played it's gonna be pretty uh, it's gonna be pretty wicked. Absolutely. I'm I'm I hope I don't part of me wonders like what could they do in part two in the second one to be better? Because this was such a solid ride. Yeah. It was all the way through. And it was a it was a good origin story for this team that how do you kind of do the next level? It's gonna be it's the the second one. I think is gonna to be tough to uh, to upstage the first one. Yeah. So you know, but if at they, least it has a solid if, base. If, if they if they if they write it as well as they did this one, then I'm sure they'll come up with something that keeps us entertained. Mm-hmm. That's the my only th- my only worry about Avengers is kind of the same thing. The first yeah. one was so good, and it was such a zeitgeist that everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Yeah. What do you do for Act Two? Yeah, but you know, we said the same thing. Like Captain America, the first one was good. True, the second, and the second one blew it away, and it was a completely really different movie. Yeah, so. so you're right. And Marvel keeps re, you know reinventing itself and doing different things, like taking D-list heroes. I mean, this was the, this was theoretically their gamble. And then mm-hmm. when you go to the movie and you watch it, like this wasn't a gamble at all. This absolutely they worked. Killed it. Yeah. But they got a director who was known for like two movies, like Slither. I've never even seen. Like that was one. That was like the first main movie that this guy's done. Mm-hmm. The other one wasn't a very good release either. This guy was pretty much an untested director. Not untested because that's unfair because he did make two movies, but he'd never done anything big before. Mm-hmm. Nothing commercially that su- successful. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to do a very established studio with a bunch of weird names that no one's ever heard of. And he makes it work. And he makes it so enjoyable that someone who's never read the comics no. and was worried that it was going to be a snooze fest loves mm-hmm. it. You half the time you fall asleep in movies. Yep. You were sure. riveted. You stayed awake. Like that says something. And like we went with and, and to I thought with the characters too. Like the the more well known actors that were in the movie had the lesser roles. That's true. You know what I mean? Like they they went so like you're saying with the director. They went with the director that's not as well known. Your main character to me is not as well known a person. No. You know what I mean? Like, Chris Pratt isn't... Although it's interesting because he's in this 
And I think uh, next year he's in the new Jurassic Park movie. So, like, I think he's going to be... Jurassic Park, nice. Yeah, there's a new Jurassic Park movie coming next year. So, I think he's going to be a name you're going to see more and more. And this movie definitely solidifies that he can Mm -hmm. be an action star. Mm -hmm. Like, he's funny. But he can also do the action. And that's a tough balance. Mm -hmm. Uh, One actor I forgot to mention completely was uh, Michael Rooker as Yondu. What did you think of Yondu? Oh, I I, I thought... I mean... Did you think it was a good character, bad character? Did yeah, you care about? I, I, I like I like uh, Merle, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? I thought he was good. Yeah, I liked him. He is funny because the Merle, like you mentioned, is from Walking Dead, and I think he's kind of a similar character, yeah. like a little bit less dark, but still. But yeah, it what, suited like, him. Yeah, it suited. But again, I don't know these characters from anything, so yeah. oh, I'm that, just going based on. Well, you saw that movie, yeah. absolutely. And to be honest, I wish I could do that sometimes. I wish yeah. I could just forget what like I know. A fresh start. And it seems it seemed like he, uh, like he didn't seem all that upset that he got duped at the end. No, he seemed okay. He kind of laughed about it. Like, like, like he kind of knew. I thought we'd see happen. a little bit when at the ending sequence when you had John C. Riley's character thrown in. I thought that was going to mean something more because I know that he said like, "Oh, I've got a family." You no, but that family. was because of the thing about the song they were playing. True. I think it had everything to do with the song, and he'd mentioned that it saved his family. So I think they're just showing that, you know, a little I'd, collage. I thought like Will Ferrell was gonna like walk out as his wife or something, because <laughs> like, like, I I thought that was weird too. I didn't really get it. I I was surprised like, it was included because yeah, he wasn't a main character. Like he was in yeah. it for a little, very little bit, yeah. and him and his his compatriots. So like having them having him part of that ending sequence when everyone kind of gets their moment did yeah. kind of feel like an odd place. Yeah, it was weird. I thought uh, it was weird. To speak to Yondu, I thought I in the movie he was fine. I liked him. He was cool. He's just not Yondu. He could have been any other character who was ever a pirate in comic books, yeah. so that would work better for me. Yondu to me. Is just not this version of the character. He, he's not a pirate. He's a very noble person. First of all, he's from the year 3000. He has a crazy red fin on his head. He's an actual archer as opposed to having his whistle, although I did think that was awesome. That was, that cool. was pretty cool. That was a really cool kind of thing to use. And I like how he had to keep, you know, kind of throwing his jacket open to expose it. Like, could he not just do it otherwise? Like, did he need to throw his jacket very theatrically every time? Like, it almost reminded me of. Um, Bullseye in the Daredevil movie where he always had like his his jacket almost like a cape mm-hmm. and I was like that was a, it to the side yeah like I get it like cool visually noise. you want to like show your weapon and then like ooh I'm gonna whistle it out I don't think that's what happens when you show your weapon I don't think it ever makes that noise it's <laughs> Which, usually something more dramatic what, like, what it's, sounds, always, it's always dramatic something. when I show my weapon oh, okay <laughs> what, what sound did I make you went ooh <laughs> maybe that's the sound that's a lightsaber sound if you're brandishing a lightsaber that's what it might sound like no it doesn't sound like that <laughs> Come on, it's give it to me. It's kind of like a buzzing, like... Aww. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, I mean... <laughs> All right, whatever. Then. All this talk of brandishing weapons <laughs> and buzzing, it's just... Absolutely. Um, and we didn't even talk... I guess we did talk about the first post-credit sequences with Groot dancing, because he's yeah. regrowing. Absolutely adorable. Yeah, super cute. Like, just seeing... the. I guess actually one thing that's one I forgot to say about Groot, but the facial expressions they gave him. Oh my him, god, so good. Like his eyes were very expressive. So expressive, and it was like, great. And he was kind of adorable, like, because yeah. he's basically mute, Which right? Is, yeah, and that's the funny part too, is that it was good to see him have that little bit more, like, angry side, because he was, he was very, like, nurturing feeling, but mm-hmm. every once in a while he'd just, like, throw out, like, I'm gonna, like, swing these guys across. <laughs> yeah, when he, when he's crazy. Wall, yeah, like, he grows, for, it, grows yeah. out. Grows out, like. Yeah. Impales like yeah. a whole bunch of guys, and I love the scene the where shit. he got the battery. 
that killed me. I thought it was great. Oh, in the background? Is yeah, he's just like, he's talking about, we gotta do it, the last thing. And he just like pulls it off the wall. It was awesome. I thought it was great. Speaking of the uh, the breakout sequence, um, uh, Peter Quill getting the leg. Oh, yeah, that was, that was awesome. freaking hilarious. And then when he, when he tried the eye, too, he's yeah. like, and we I also need, need the signs. Like, no, we don't need the And I love eye. that he was laughing. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I knew I really needed it. I knew I really needed it. That was good. Like, that, awesome. that was totally unexpected when yeah. that happened. Because, like, even, like, even when he said, I need the leg, I was like, what the, what the hell does he need the leg for? <laughs> right? And then he's like, I got the leg. Yeah, I was just kidding. I need the leg. Yeah. This is the guy just hopping around. Yeah. It was oh, good. very good. Yeah, I really liked it. Final, uh, we usually do a t- out of 10 rating, Sarah. What would you ten. give this one? 10? Yeah, I, I loved it. 10 or I mean, like 10? 9, maybe 9. Cause... Okay, because 10's too good? Yeah. All right, so like 9 that. orbs out of 10? Yes, 9 orbs out of 10. All right, Chris? Um, 9.5. It didn't go over your head? I love that mm-hmm. line in the movie when they're telling oh, Jackson yeah, yeah, yeah. he went over his head. He's like, <laughs> nothing's over my head. Over my reflex Why would I touch fast? his throat? <laughs> nine and a half yeah nine and a half I think it probably goes a solid nine yeah it was it was a fantastic film mm-hmm. um, I liked it I want to I can't wait to watch it again when it comes out on, on Blu-ray DVD I think I'll definitely pick that up yeah I'll probably watch this one a few times yeah it was a lot of fun good sense just like humor. I did Star Trek Star Trek which one the newer versions <laughs> okay guys okay really? no 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 okay. I'm not taking a shot at you there at all <laughs> T-Bars are going to be like Into glowing Darkness? about this. Which one was that, the first one? Into Darkness was the most recent one. No, I liked the first one. I liked the first one, okay. Yeah. All right. The anyway, first one the of first the new series. Of the most recent T-War. <laughs> He's not listening, don't worry. Okay, I'm sure he'll, now he should yeah, listen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you for being on the podcast. It was great, I loved it. And uh, Chris, thank you for joining us again. Oh, you're welcome. And I don't think we have a movie to do again until like, next year. What? Yeah. Really? Oh, my God. Well, so. I'll see all you people next year. Next year. Next year's Avengers, so next and by May. I see you mean speak to. Speak to. <laughs> He'll speak to you next next May. Yeah, whenever I get around here to do another one of these podcasts. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Well, thanks uh, for joining us, everyone. This has been episode, what, 188? Our spotlight on Guardians of the Galaxy. Please email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. And also subscribe to us on iTunes as well. And it's the only way we can help grow the show. So thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. You can say something. You can say goodbye. Say goodbye, Chris. No, I'm good. Come on. Goodbye, goodbye everybody. There we go. Go see the damn movie. There you go. Ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga.